Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Yeah, great to see you all here this morning. Uh, I don't know if you remember when I was preaching, I think probably six, seven weeks ago here, I told you about a conversation I had with one of my neighbours. A uh, guy lives uh, in his 50s, lives about four doors down from us, and uh, he was cutting his hedge one day. I was walking past. And he asked me, hey, do you go to church? And I started chatting about the fact that I go to church. I asked him, does he have a faith? And he kind of shared a lot about where he's at with, you know, faith in God. And, and then he started telling me about his, his, his grandson and the fact that his grandson had been taken off his daughter by social services, which meant he was no longer able to see his grandson, which made him absolutely heartbroken. And he really could see the tears in his eyes. He was absolutely heartbroken. So I, I said to him there and then on the street, look, I, I pray for him. I offered to pray for him. And then I said to him, look, I'm... I'm going to pray that you would, you would get to see your grandson again. I'm going to pray every day from now that you would get to see your grandson, okay? And when, you, when, he, when, when your grandson comes back, I want you to come see me. Come on, we're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to do this. And you could see him. He was a little bit skeptical, but he was desperate. So he's like, yeah, you, you, yeah, you do the whole prayer thing. Yeah, you go for that. So, so I did. I, I prayed for uh, this guy to be reunited with his grandson, that social services would change their minds. He would see him again. And I prayed that every day for three weeks. And at the end of three weeks, I, I got up one day and I, I just looked out the window and there he was playing football with his grandson. And I was like, yes, there we go. A fantastic answer to prayer. And I thought, right, next thing, I want to go talk to this guy, my neighbor, and say, isn't that a fantastic answer to prayer? But for the next week or two, every time I tried to talk to him, there was always someone else there, or he was always walking somewhere or driving somewhere. I was going somewhere. I just never got that opportunity to kind of go up to him. And I haven't got to the stage where I said, Lord, just give me that opportunity to talk to my neighbor again and just say, wow, isn't that a fantastic answer to prayer? And then just on Wednesday there, I was taking Max and Grace out for the day and we pulled up to the petrol station, the Shell Garage on Kingsway and uh, filled the car full of petrol, went in, paid for it and I'm walking back to get into my car and someone beeps their horn on the forecourt. They go, beep, beep. So I look up and there's my neighbour sitting in his white van right next to me, to my car. And basically, what's, what, he's sitting there waiting because what had happened is he'd filled his car full of petrol. I don't know if this ever happens to you, but the person in front of him was taking ages to pay for their petrol. You know, like they go in and buy half the shop, you know, oh, I'll have a bag of crisps, I'll have a coffee, I'll have this. So he's sitting there, filled, his car's filled, he's paid for it, but he just can't go anywhere. So I walk over to him uh, and knock on his window. He winds his window down and I just say, isn't it great? What an answer to prayer you're seeing your grandson now. And uh, his reaction, I don't think I'll ever forget this. He just, he just goes, yeah. You know the thing where you kind of, you lift your head like that, you go like that, and you, you kind of half roll your eyes, you know, that, that kind of, it's very condescending. We just did that. It's not, like when I do that, Elizabeth kicks my head and she goes so annoyed at me and I do that. But that's what he did. Kind of like, yeah, prayer, sure. But uh, I, I, I believe it's an answer to prayer. I believe that, is, that has come from God. 
And then he, he told me that what happened, basically, social services changed their mind and allowed his grandson to come see him every Friday, which was fantastic. And then he, then he shared a bunch of other things that he wants to see changing. And I said, look, mate, we're going to pray for these things now. I pray every day for these things to change as well. And he was like, yeah, great. And we just led to a really good conversation on the forecourt through a window of a white van on the Shell Garage on, on, King, on Kingsway. But yeah, that's, that's what I want to talk about today. Really offering prayer for people. Offering prayer for people. And, and I'm sure maybe you've had similar situations like that where you've offered to pray for someone and, you, and maybe you've seen some answers to prayer as well. And the reality is everybody, all of us, have times in our lives where we need something. You know, we have a need. And, and sometimes these needs can come up in conversation. Someone like my neighbor can share, look, this is what I need in my life. And, and sometimes the thing that they need is pretty small and it's practical. And, and you can meet that need, you know. They may, may need some money. They may need someone to pay for their food they may need just some advice they may need someone to I don't know jump start their car and if you can do that then you just do it you, you you meet their needs there and then but there are other times when when the needs are something we aren't capable of meeting you know the, the person may have needs of, of physical healing they may have needs of of provision of housing or jobs or, or needs of a reconciliation relationships or in the case of my neighbor the need of social services changing their mind so that he could see his grandson again And it's at these times, the best thing to do is to offer prayer, which is what we're going to be looking at this morning, offering prayer. Now, we, this morning is the sixth in our sermon series on mission, where we're doing a sermon for each letter of mission. So you can work out that this is the second last one, because it's O, and there's only one letter after that for the eagle-eyed of you all. We've already looked at M, which stands for having meals together, which is a great thing to do to reach out to people. We've looked at I, which stands for intercede for five others, and how just making a list of, I think have I got my list? Yeah, my little list here. Make a list of five five people in your life and just pray for them every day and how that's a really powerful thing to do pray for their salvation the s the first s in mission stands for share your story which we looked at and how sharing your story of salvation is powerful um, for other people and the second s is serving practically how serving people practically kind of helps people come to know jesus and then we had a break for easter and then last week tom looked at the the eye of mission which is invite others so it's all about inviting people to events where they're going to hear about jesus and this morning we're going to look at the o in mission which stands for offer prayer yes stands for offer prayer just checking you're still there with me um yeah offer prayer and i'm just going to read a passage this morning acts chapter 3 verses 1 to 10 brilliant story a story you've probably all heard so peter and john who were going to the temple one afternoon this is the early church period where they still went to the temple to pray and they're going there and they and they see this beggar on the on the side of the road and they pray for him they offer prayer for him and he is miraculously healed and it's fantastic it's a great story one of my favorite stories in the whole bible so i'm just going to read this now and then i'm just going to draw a few things out of this this morning okay acts chapter 3 verses 1 to 10 says this One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter, 
looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said to him, look at us. Now, I don't know if you've ever noticed, when people give money to beggars, they rarely have eye contact. You ever notice that? They throw a few coins in. You don't look. Most people don't look. There's not eye contact. Peter and John, look at us. Okay, so this guy's eyeballing them. They're eyeballing him. What we see happens next. So the man given them his attention. He was expecting to get something from them. Then Peter, said, then Peter said, silver and or gold I do not have. This famous line in the Bible. But what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. So he prays this strong prayer there and then. And then verse 7, taking him by the hand, he helped him up. This is a guy who's not stood on his feet before. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping on these new fully functioning legs, walking and jumping and praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as this man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Well, you would, wouldn't you? You know, this guy who you've seen begging for years and all of a sudden he's running around the temple, jumping up and down. People were filled with wonder and praise. What a fantastic story, isn't it? I think sometimes we lose the wonder of this story through familiarity. You know, we've heard it so many times, but imagine you were there. It would have been an amazing, amazing sight to see. And I just want us to see, I just want us to, to remind us of two really obvious things from this passage this morning. Right? I want to remind us of two really obvious things from this passage this morning. These two points are not going to be news to anybody, all right? All right? They're not going to be rocket science, but I just, I just feel we, we want to be reminded of these two things this morning. First thing I want us to see this morning is that offering prayer leads to answered prayer. Offering prayer often leads to answers to prayer. And we see this in this story. Like Instead of just passing by the man, Peter prayed for him. He offered prayer to this guy in Jesus' name. And his prayer was answered instantly. And that resulted in this amazing, amazing miracle. And you know, bringing the needs of those around us to God is a very powerful thing to do. To bring them up and pray to God for them. And, and many people who don't believe in God are really willing to accept prayer at times of need. Okay, like my neighbor, like other people, they're very willing to accept prayer at times of need. Because you're thinking, what is there to lose, you know? Like, I might as well have some prayer if it helps. Most people are willing to accept prayer at times of need. And when they see God answer those prayers, it's a powerful testimony that often prompts further conversation. You know, I remember uh, doing, I think it was probably our last, one of our last in-person Alpha courses. And there was a guy there, and we got to the week on prayer, where you kind of focus on prayer in the Alpha course. It's like week five or six, I can't remember. And we're sitting in our little discussion group, and we go around everyone and say, look, has anybody got any prayer needs? Anything they want prayer for? And this, there's one of the guys, uh, older guy in our group, must have been in his, his 50s. He said, look, I've got tinnitus, right? Tinnitus is this thing where you just, you've got this ringing noise in your ear. And you just can't get rid of it. I don't think there's any cure to it. I mean, maybe some doctors will tell me something different. But I don't think there is. And he, and he says, like, I've had this for years. It means I can't sleep properly. It's just so annoying, so debilitating. Can you pray for me for this? So as a discussion group, we all got around him. And we prayed that Jesus would heal him of his tinnitus. And we prayed for a bunch of other things as well. And that was all good. And we carried on with the rest of the session. And the next week, this guy comes to me. He says, Andy, I want to share something at the front of Alpha. 
Uh, honestly, you know, a church leader, someone says that to you, you always get nervous, okay? You know, I want to share something. Well, what is it? How long is it going to be? I mean, is everybody going to be bored of their mind after this? You know, but I talked to him and I said, okay, like, fine, all right, just you know, keep it short, keep it brief. Said, okay, I will. So he gets up to the front. He's like, everybody, they prayed for me last week that Jesus would get rid of my tinnitus. And he did. I don't have tinnitus anymore. I don't have the ringing sound. That night, it just seemed to go gradually. Woke up the next morning, no ringing noise in my, in my ears at all. I've had the best week's sleep I have ever had in years and years and years. And I was like, wow, fantastic. I'm going to let people share more at the front. Yeah, this was awesome. And everyone was like, yeah. And like, you could see the non-Christians in the room were like, what is going on? This is crazy. But it was a fantastic testimony. You know, we prayed and our prayers were answered, which resulted in a fantastic miracle. You know, one of my, uh, one of my friends, one of my good friends from uni, uh, he's from Northern Ireland, lives in Belfast. And uh, he, he, a couple of years ago, he started doing something uh, that, uh, that his church was running. It was called Healing on the Streets. And basically, a, a group, him and a group from, from his church would, would go to the city centre of Belfast, next to the main shopping centre, and they'd get this big sign which just said healing. Now, it takes some guts to do this. I was like, mate, you are. Big sign said healing. They put out five or six plastic chairs and just stood there. And people would walk over and say, what's this all about? So he said, well, we're just offering to pray for people for healing for stuff. And people would sit down and say, I've got this issue. And they'd pray for them. And they'd do that every Saturday morning. They would do that right in the city center of Belfast. I'm like, gosh, that is, yeah. Gosh, that is, that's. That's pretty, pretty cool stuff he was doing. So, so I was like, well, what have you seen? Like, have people got healed? He's like, well, he said, look, I, to be honest, I did it for the first six or seven months I did it. Not much happened. You know, I, I prayed for people. They, they felt valued and good after I prayed for them. They're like, oh, that was really good. And, and sometimes if they had pain, it maybe reduced a little bit. But there was no, like, you know, someone healed. And then but seven months after I started doing it, this, this young guy, kind of, in kind of late teens, 18, 19, come along with his mates, looked like a group of lads who were going to cause some trouble. And he sits down and says, look, got a hearing aid. Look, I can't hear properly. Would you pray for me? My friend starts to pray for him. He's prayed with loads of people. He said, yeah, and just starts praying. Very simple prayer. Jesus, closes his eyes. Jesus, would you, would you heal this guy? In Jesus' name, let him hear. And, and as soon as he starts to pray, he says, what happened was this guy just starts shouting. He just starts going, whoa, what is going on? And he starts to swear. You know, he's not a Christian. He starts to swear, what is F? going on this is and his mates are like what's going on that's what's happening this is we don't, we don't get this we've no you know it seemed the guy's has his arm in his ear and he's just his eyes closed and is praying to jesus and her friend is shouting with a voice and so my friend's like was a bit disconcerted by this why is this guy shouting so he says i'll just so he keeps praying for another five or six seconds and he says amen he says what's wrong are you okay why are you shouting at the top of your voice everyone's looking at us this is weird he says i can effing hear right now I can effing hear. And he's like, I can hear for the first time. And he's screaming at the top of his voice. And mates are going, what's going on? And, and, and he says, what's going on? What's just happened to me? And my friend's like, and my friend, he's not an excitable guy. My friend, like he's a doctor, you know, so he's not like kind of Mr. Oh, he's, he's a very measured kind of, he's just, just like, well, I think, I think Jesus has healed you. <laughs> And you want to see, he said, you want to see the face of all his friends being like, what? You know, what? But the guy wasn't complaining. He was like, yeah, great. And they have this conversation about Jesus and about God and all these things. Wow. You know, and that, yeah. I remember hearing that thing. Wow. That is cool. But 
prayed for people for six, seven months. Not much happened. Then all of a sudden, just this thing happens. Why? I don't know. Why was it that guy? I don't know. But even, even just thinking of, of my neighbor, you know, a completely different situation, praying for my neighbor. You know, it didn't happen instantly. You know, I, I, I prayed for him every day for three weeks for him to be able to see his grandson. And then one day, I just look out the window and there he is, playing with the grandson. Prayer answered. Prayer answered. Playing football in front of my house. I'm rubbing my eyes. I'm like, wow. Am I seeing things? No, it's not. It's him. Answered prayer. Didn't happen instantly. Took a bit longer. But still, it was a great answer to prayer. Now, elephant in the room, everyone. Okay? Not every offer of prayer <laughs> ends up like that, does it? Not every offer of prayer ends up like that. A lot of them, the majority of them, don't. Why is that? Why does some stuff result in a miracle, but loads of other things, nothing seems to happen? Well, my wise answer is, I don't know. Um, I am not quite sure. There are some things it might be. It could be to do with faith. It could be to do with the will of God. It could be to do with the timing of God. But to be honest, I don't know. And, and you know what? For me, I try not to overthink it. I try not to get too tied up in knots thinking, why did it happen here? Why did it not happen there? What I try and do instead is just to keep offering prayer to as many people as I can. Keep bringing people before God. Because what I find is that the more prayer we offer for people, the more that stuff changes. Now, I ain't got a percentage for that. I haven't got a ratio for that. But it's more, okay? So all I do is just try and keep it simple. Just try and keep offering prayer for as many people as possible. And I don't know, something I've just been reminded of recently, personally... And I mean, again, it probably doesn't come as news to anybody, but it's just prayer is powerful, you know? Like, it's not like an equation. If I do this, this, and this, it will get answered. But there is incredible power in it. Sometimes it just, ah, stuff happens. And sometimes the change is instant. You know, we pray for someone and there's this amazing miracle. And maybe you've seen that. Maybe you haven't. But sometimes, trust me, sometimes it does just happen like that. You know, I, I know someone at church, you know, had ME healed instantly. Fantastic. Many other times it doesn't happen like that. You know, we have to pray for days. We have to pray for months. We have to pray for years before change happens. And, you know, uh, Tom O'Toole actually was, he was telling me a story about this. Uh, he was, uh, I think he mentioned it in a preach a few weeks ago. But he told me a story about George Muller. I think we got a picture of him. He, George Muller was a 19th century evangelist in Bristol. Uh, ran a children's home and uh, but apparently he wrote down in his diary that in, in 1844 when he was a young man he started praying every day for five people okay got a little sheet of paper just like we've had at church five people wrote down names of five people and he says without a single intermission without missing a single day whether he was sick or in health or if he was on land or in sea or whatever the pressure of the engagements might be Every day he would take some time out, a little bit of time out, and he would pray for those five people to get saved, to give their lives to Jesus. And he says, he did that every day. After 18 months of doing that, he says the first person on his list got saved. So he said, I thanked God, and then I prayed on. Five years later, five years after that, the second person on his list got saved. And he says, when that second person got saved, I thanked God, and then I prayed on. He prayed for the other three. Six years later, the third person on that list got saved. And what did he do? He says, I thanked God, 
and prayed on for the remaining two. But these two, who were sons of a friend of his, remained unconverted, he said. And just he prayed and prayed and prayed. And still these two did not become Christians. And it wasn't until 1897, 52 years after he started praying every day for these guys, that these two fat guys finally got saved. 52 years after he started. But... George Muller wasn't around to see them get saved because he died just a short time before their conversions. Sometimes you go walk in Jesus' name and the guy walks. Sometimes you've got to pray for 52 years till you see the miracle happen. Okay, what, Why? I don't know. But one thing I do know is that prayer works, it is powerful, it is effective, and it brings incredible change in people's lives when we put it into action, when we use it. So offering prayer leads to answers to prayer, okay? And I, I can't tell you the time frame, leads to answers to prayer, which leads to praise to God. Often leads to praise, praising God. Now, this miracle led to the man not only being able to walk, but to him leaping like and praising God. Now, we used to get we used to have a Sunday school song about this passage. Basically, what they did was they took this passage and just put some music to it. And as like seven, eight-year-olds, we would all sing. There'd be like 30 of us in our Sunday school, and we'd all we'd sing this as a song, and there'd be actions for it and everything. It'd be fun, it'd be cool, and uh, and normally with our songs, you know, our Sunday school teachers would be like, right, you've got to sit in your seat. Don't move. Sit in your seat. You know, they're trying to control us. But with, with this song, there was this kind of real, there was a line in this song that we loved. Because basically, when it got to the line and he went walking and leaping and praising God, the Sunday school teachers, they let us, when we sang walk, they let us walk around the room. And when we sang leaping, they let us leap. And, and then when, it, when we sang praising God, they let us like just go crazy and just like praise God. And go, so, so we loved this song because we got to run around, jump up and down and, you know, praise God and go crazy. The Sunday school teachers hated it, I think, because they had to spend the next 10 minutes calming us down because we're so full of adrenaline and pumped and everything. But, you know, there's something in our reaction that that's exactly the same way that the guy would have been reacting. He's just like, yes, this is amazing. I've been healed. It's fantastic. And, and you know, as, as well as being a wonderful thing in its own right, this healing also had a powerful evangelistic effect on the man and, and in everyone else who saw it. You know, they were like, wow. They were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. And, you know, with that guy at Alpha, the guy who, who got healed of, of tinnitus, you know, he... You know, he got up and he, and he shared this and there was applause, you know, spontaneous applause, people smiling, people like, wow, this is great. This is fantastic. There was wonder. There was amazement. There was probably disbelief as well from a lot of the non-Christians in the room thinking, what is this? What have I said? This is crazy. But there was wonder and belief. And it also led to a fantastic discussion in our alpha groups afterwards about healing and why it happens and how it happens and everything. With my friend in Belfast... You know, I, I sometimes I think back of that story and I just, I just think, I just imagine this guy walking home through the streets of Belfast with his mates, you know? I don't know whether he leaped, I don't know whether he praised God, but you know, getting home, getting in and seeing his mom and saying, hey mom, uh, I know this is going to sound strange, but I think Jesus has healed me, you know? And like his mom looking at him and thinking, what? You know, just, ah, 
you know, praise and wonder will have resulted. And that's what happens when we offer prayer. Often it leads to answers to prayer and often it leads to people praising God. And leads to more than that. It leads to conversations. It leads to people getting saved. That is what happens. So I just want to, you know, just as we finish, I just want to challenge us all here. You know, I just want to challenge us all to, to keep praying for those five people on our list. You know, to keep doing that. I mean, you know, we, we, we talked about this, what, five, six weeks ago, and maybe some of us have, have forgotten about it, maybe some of, but I just want to, could you pick that little card back up if you have one or if it's a sheet and, and get those five people and just keep doing that every day because that is very powerful. And also, I just want to encourage you, the next time someone shares a need with you, whether it's a work colleague, a friend, family member, whatever, I want you to consider just offering to pray for them. You know, offer to pray for them there and then. You know, there was uh, someone at Kingsway recently, someone uh, shared a need with her, and she just offered to pray for her neighbor over the fence. She just prayed for them there and then. Or if that kind of freaks you out, you're a bit nervous about that, just say, look, I, I want to pray for you. I'll do it every day. Uh, I'll, I'll pray myself. That's fine. For me, when I do this, I, I always find when I'm talking to someone, I, I find it helpful to be really specific. Like, what is it you really want prayer for, you know? Oh, I just generally want this and this and this. No, 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 no. Something definable, something really like, this is what I want. Be really specific. And then what I find them helpful is to tell the person, look, I'm going to pray for this and tell them how often you're going to pray for it. I'm going to pray for this every day and stick it on a list and pray for it every day and be consistent with that. And, you know, honestly, I've seen just this stuff. It, it brings change. I've, I've seen it. It really does bring change. And, and I think the other thing I'd encourage is, and this is next week's sermon, okay? The last one, N in mission, is never give up. I just want to encourage you, when we're doing that, let's never give up. I mean, just think... You know, maybe, maybe I won't see like someone healed instantly, but could I pray for 52 years for someone? I mean, yeah, to never give up. And I'll be honest with you, when we were coming up with this mission acronym and coming up with all the words for each one, we got to N and we're a bit like, I'm not really sure what to do with N, really. Uh, I can't think of much to go with N, mission-wise. And Colin was like, never give up. And, and we kind of put it in and it was almost... It almost was a bit like filler, you know what I mean? Like, well, we, you know, we, we can't do a series on Missio. Like, we've got to, there has to be an end. I'll never give up. Seems to work. And, we, and Tom and a few others were like, um, there's got to be something better we can think of that's more related to mission. And Colin comes in and he's like, no, never give up. It's got to be in there. That's the most important one. That relates to all the others. And we're like, okay, Colin, right, you're the boss, right? We're doing it. Never give up. You can preach it, Colin. So Colin, preach it next week. But it's, but it's true, though, isn't it? Like, you know, it, it, never give up. In fact, it applies to all the others. You know, you can, you can do all the others for a little bit, but never give up. If you can never give up doing all those, just keep doing them, stubbornly doing them. There's incredible power, incredible power in, in that. And, and, you know, I think, you know, I think to speak personally, just, just as we finish, you know, I think like one of the most powerful things I think you can have in your life is a prayer list, you know, like just a little sheet of paper where you've just got a bunch of things written down that you stubbornly pray for every single day. You know, like boom, 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 praying for every day. And I, I've got a, a little prayer list. It's just a folded up piece of A4 paper. Keep it folded in my Bible. Uh, I have about, there's about 12 things on there I'm praying for right now. I pray for them every day. Take about 10, 15 minutes, pray for them every day. Um, and, and uh, you know, and, and there's stuff on there, like you know, people's jobs, there's stuff, people that get saved, healing, relationships, a bunch, loads of different stuff. And I pray for every day. Every day I pray for that. I've also got my five people on there that I'm praying for every day. And, and I just, it's just something I do. And, and you know, what I do is when I get an answer to one of those prayers, and I do regularly get prayers answered, 
I scribble it off. I was like, I'm not going to bother praying for something that's already happened. You know, it's done. I scribble it off. And, and I've seen lots of answers to this prayer. So much so that in Thursday just passed, I had to rewrite my prayer list. Because there's too many scribbles on it. There's too many things scribbled out and it's looking a bit untidy. And I want it looking untidy. I like a nice tidy prayer list. So rewrote it out. And, but that's what happens, you know. You pray for stuff consistently. You get to scribble that stuff out and you can write some more stuff in. And I'm not saying this for me to sound you know, particularly holy or, you know, you're amazing, Andy. Lots of us do this. But I'm, just, I'm saying it just to say that actually sometimes just doing the simple things... Over and over and over and over again, stubbornly doing them, like George Muller, I'm not going to give up, I'm not going to stop, I'm not going to stop. That has incredible power, you know? Just saying, whenever someone has a need, I'm going to offer to pray for them, you know? And I'm going to make a prayer list and I'm going to pray for it every day, every day, every day. That's going to lead to answers to prayer. That's going to lead to people praising God. That's going to lead to conversations about God. And that's going to lead, I believe, eventually to people giving their lives to God, just like we saw with George Muller. Stuff still works. So I just want to encourage us all, if you've dropped that five people, pick it back up and pray for them every day. It doesn't have to be for a long time. Pray for them every day and offer prayer for those who have a need. I'm almost done, but I I just want to say this. Look, the, the man in this story... Like he'd been crippled from birth, which must have been a terrible thing. But the reality was this wasn't his greatest need. It wasn't his greatest need. His greatest need was for Jesus to save him from his sins. Because that was going to lead to eternal life. Not just to be able to walk for the rest of this life. So like, why do we offer prayer for people? Well, we want to see answers to prayer. We want to see, we want to bless people. We want to see them help. But Ultimately, it's not just so that they get healed or get that answer to prayer that they want. It's so that they would come to know Jesus because that is what everyone's biggest need is. That's what we want to see. So when I, when I think of my neighbor, that guy in his 50s, he lives just four doors down from me. And I, I see him pretty regularly. Like, you know, He's on my list of five people who I'm praying for each day. And my ultimate hope and prayer is not just about his family needs, not just about him seeing his grandson. I want that and I'm praying for that. But my ultimate hope for him is that he would come to know Jesus. That he would, that he would one day praise God, just like a guy in this passage, jumping, leaping. He's not really a jumping and leaping kind of guy, but you know, that kind of thing. That's my prayer. I want to see him praising God for everything he has and bowing his knee in worship to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's what I want to see for this guy. That's what I want to see for all those five people on on my list and I just I don't know I've just got a renewed vigor to just like we're going to keep praying for these people and I I hope you've sensed a bit of that spirit and a bit of that's rubbed off on you and I I don't know I just pray that we cannot you know we can all be sitting here in I don't know 50 years time old and gray and everything and and you know what there's going to be a bunch of other people who are sitting with us friends family members who are here as well who are now Christians who are loving Jesus because we have consistently offered prayer prayed and prayed and prayed for them to get saved and we've saw their salvation come.